What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, everybody. This is Sean Copeland. Today is Sunday, May the 28th, the day before Memorial Day. Welcome to another life-changing edition of the Kingdom Driven CEO. Today on the Kingdom Driven CEO, I first of all want to apologize for coming to you a day late. Normally, we record these on Saturday morning, but we have been in the middle of a big Memorial Day four-day baseball tournament over in Oklahoma City, Midwest City, and I just didn't have any time to do it. I couldn't find a good time to get away, and I couldn't find a good quiet place, so we drove back home last night, stayed the night here, and we're going to head out and just a little bit for more games back in Oklahoma City today, and I wanted to uh, visit with you all uh, early before we took off and uh, headed back to baseball. Most of all, before I jump in, I want to thank uh, those families who have been impacted by losing a loved one, particularly in the armed services. I can't imagine that uh, what that is like, you know, what you have given uh, for our country. I wish I had the words to thank you uh, on behalf of your family member, uh, but I just don't. So let me just tell you, I think many of us take living in the United States of America for granted, and we take our freedoms for granted, and they're because of you and the family member you lost. So thank you, thank you, thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. Now today we are going to talk about living in a spiritual scavenger hunt. Now, this is a little different type of message, but it is a life-changing message if you will just uh, stay here with me and, and hear what I want to share with you. I want to I share this uh, devotional as we begin. Approach each new day with desire to find me. Before you get out of bed, I have already been working to prepare the path that will get you through this day. There are hidden treasures strategically placed along the way. Some of the treasures are trials designed to shake you free from earth shackles. Others are blessings that reveal my presence, sunshine, flowers, birds, friendships, answered prayer. I have not abandoned this sin-wracked world. I am still richly present in it. Search for deep treasure as you go through this day. You will find me all along the way. Proverbs 16.9 says, A man's mind plans his way but the Lord directs his steps and makes them sure. That is the Amplified Version. And here's what we want to talk about today. We want to allow God to guide our path. We want to look look for hidden treasures throughout the day and realize that some of the treasures are actually trials designed to free us from things that are binding us to earth when our focus should be on those things that are eternal. Some of the things that uh, 
the treasures that we run into throughout the day are blessings that reveal God that reveal God's presence so that we can know that he is here and we can get little glimpses of heaven throughout the day. So what I want to ask you today is what if we completely changed how we viewed each day? And in particular, what if we completely change how we viewed success in each day? And what if every moment of the day we expectantly looked for God to be working in our lives? God has planned our day for us, and it's almost like a scavenger hunt to find what he has in store. How can we find the treasures today? Colossians 2, 2 and 3 says, My purpose is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we are on a treasure hunt each day, but the key to succeeding in this treasure hunt or this scavenger hunt is to be aware of what God is doing around us. We have to be interruptible. We have to be focused. It can't all be about our to-do list. It can't all be about making money, climbing up the corporate ladder. It's got to be about how we can join God in his work today. Jesus said that his father was always at work, and he joined his father in that work. So here's what I need us to know today. In your life, as you begin this day, God has a plan. He is doing something, and it is bigger than you. I used to pray, you know, God, use me. God, you know, do something great in my life. God, you know, this is all about me, God. And it is not. It doesn't have anything to do with me. My role here is to participate in God's greater plan. We may not always understand his greater plan, but when we have the opportunity to join him, it is to our benefit, both eternally and here on earth, that we join him. If we miss him, if we are focused on the wrong things, or if we feel like, you know, it's just an interruption in our day, he's going to move on to the next person. God is going to achieve his plan. No matter what, the question is, will we be involved with him in that plan uh, or not? So here's what it looks like. Let me give you an example. When I was coaching the Little League World Series down in Waco, we were about three days in and I was walking along the Brazos River just next to uh, Baylor University and it was a beautiful morning. I mean, it was like perfect. The river is absolutely gorgeous. We were getting ready to play a game that day uh, against uh, Arkansas, and uh, we had to win it. We were going in with pretty limited pitching, but I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about how grateful I was to God for giving me that opportunity. It was a, it was a perfect mindset. It was rare for me, but in that moment, I had this mindset of gratitude. And so I was just thanking him for the boys and for putting me in this position. And as I was in the middle of just giving him thanks, I felt his spirit descend upon me. And I don't know how else to explain it except to say 
It was as if the Holy Spirit enveloped me, just just was all around me. And God gave me this vision that when the boys were born, he knew that they were going to be in this particular you know, time and space and in, the, in these games. And when I was born, he knew I was going to be coaching them in this game. And he was going to do something that was bigger than baseball. And I was so overwhelmed by that moment, I could not stop crying. It was so real. It was so powerful. People were coming by asking me if I was okay. <laughs> I told them I've, I'd never been better. And, it, and pretty soon, a couple of days later, well, two things happened. One, our boys asked if we could start our games in prayer with the other team. We would always start our games in prayer, and they wanted to invite the other team to join us which was one of the most amazing things that I had ever seen. And then even more amazing, a couple of days later, is when Isaiah Jarvis uh, got hit in the helmet by a baseball, went out, went to first base, miraculously, walked out and hugged the pitcher because the pitcher couldn't stop crying. And that video has gone so viral, over 100 million people have seen it. But it was because I was in the right frame of mind that I got to experience that moment with God. I was grateful to him. I wasn't stressed and thinking about the day. I was just appreciative of him. So the question is, how can we live in this way? I mean, it's and, and it's, what do you want me to share in this devotional this morning, Father? What do you want me to share in our weekly huddle with my team at at my 9.15 a.m. speech on Friday, in every meeting, what do you want me to see in every email, phone call, text with my waitress or waiter at lunch, after work, when I'm talking to my kids and my wife, when the little league umpire doesn't give us the calls that I am looking for? What do you want me to see, Father? What do you want me to do? How can I serve you today? And the big key is not hurrying and being interruptible. There was a project in Princeton where they had uh, lectured a group of priests and clergy about the uh, Good Samaritan and how he stopped to help those in need. And then they told them that they were in a big hurry to get all the way across campus for a meeting that they had over there. Excuse me, I had a little audio trouble for a meeting that they had all the way across campus. They told them there was a big hurry. And so then they planted a young lady who was having, uh, uh, looked like she was in trouble right next to the sidewalk. And what happened? All of the clergy but one walked all the way past the lady that needed help. They had just learned about the Good Samaritan and they ignored her because they were in a hurry. So we have to slow down. We have to listen to what uh, God is calling us to do. My friend Aaron Ashworth sent me a wonderful text this week encouraging me in 94X and on this podcast and on our devotional and the things that I am doing. It meant so much to me. Days later, it is still lifting me up. But we don't do that because we're in such a hurry all the time. We just have to remember that love is the greatest commandment. As 1 Corinthians 13 says, love is patient and love is kind. Patient is not hurried. 
In our world, slow is bad, but not in God's world. One of my favorite quotes from Charles Stanley is, I cannot live in the kingdom of God with a hurried soul. I want to read this to you from Facebook. It was back when we had the PGA here at Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa. It said, of all the great times with friends and the amazing skill and resilience of the PGA Championship golfers at Southern Hills Country Club, my favorite moment didn't make the news. During a practice round, golfer Cameron Smith stopped and spent several moments signing an autograph talking with a woman in a wheelchair. She wasn't able to communicate with words, but he was warm, comfortable, and clearly made her day after I watched many golfers walk past her. Nothing against them. They were busy and working, which is why his kindness was so notable. I'm sure moments like this happen all over the course, but I'm awfully happy I saw this one along with these great friends. It's very cool. You know, the first clock was created in the 1300s, and it changed everything. The sun used to be used to provide rhythm and rest. We didn't even need a clock up until the 1300s. Before Edison invented the light bulb, we slept 11 hours per night. Now our average is seven. We work more weeks per year than we did in 1979. In 2007, the iPhone was created. It's extremely addictive. Our attention span is now 8 seconds, and a goldfish attention span is 9. That's not good. We are continuing to be more and more hurried and have a a, a shorter attention span. The Sabbath is now basically dead. It used to be mandated that all businesses had to close on Sunday. Now everybody's open on Sunday, including Little League baseball games. Jesus was busy but never in a hurry. He never ignored you. He never hurried away from a conversation. He never had a plane to catch. You know, he was never focusing on sending a text while somebody was talking to him. He was always focused. Isaiah 33, 6 says, He will be the sure foundation for your times, a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Think about this. The story of Lazarus in the Bible, his close friend had just passed away, but Jesus stayed where he was doing his work and days later went and brought Lazarus back from the dead. Jairus' daughter, same thing, a very important landowner came to him and said his daughter was dying. He didn't leave. He didn't He didn't hurry over. He continued talking to the person that he was talking to. Nothing rushes him into the moment. Now, he did go save her life, but it took longer than what anybody thought because he was fully focused on the person he was talking to, something I need to do better and something I think we all need to do better. Half of Jesus' stories were interruptions. He was never agitated. Think about this. He waited 30 years to preach his first sermon And the day after he was baptized and his uh, campaign, his witness was supposed to start, he went away into the wilderness for 40 days. The Holy Spirit took him away to be tempted for 40 days. He He didn't host a press conference or do social media posts announcing that it was time. He was patient. He always woke up early to spend time with his father. He took naps during storms. He practiced the Sabbath. He had long dinners with wine. He lived freely and lightly. He didn't have very much stuff and only the clothes on his back. He had four habits that made him very unique. He had silence. He practiced silence, internal and external. He practiced solitude. He got away and spent time with God. He practiced the Sabbath. 
he took, he rested uh, on the Sabbath and he practiced simplicity, less stuff. He was minimalistic. He had more focus on people. So today, let's ask the Father to help us slow down and guide us today. Let's listen in every conversation, every email, every meeting. Look at the beauty around us. Every challenge is not to be a frustration, but what is he teaching us or trusting us or asking us to trust him for in this challenge? So today, as we close, I just want to ask us to live differently. There is a way that we can live a life where we are not measuring our worth on sales, on our to-do list. We're not always falling short because we've got some ideal view of what our life should be. We are simply following Him. We are focused on His guidance. We are focused on His direction. Now, let me tell you how I learned to do this in closing. One night, um, I was asleep and the Lord gave me this very, very clear dream. And the dream was that every major breakthrough in my life was not something I had gone out and strived to get. It was something he had brought to me. That included my wife, my career, buying the bank, being the Secretary of Commerce, everything big that had happened, starting nonprofits, starting 94X, starting the devotional, all of the big accomplishments in my life were actually brought to me by God. So he showed me in that dream that I needed to slow down, stop trying so hard, stop being in such a hurry, stop trying to be everything to everybody, but just focus on him and his plan. So thank you so much for joining me today on the Kingdom Driven CEO. And I can't wait to be back with you next Saturday. And I promise it will be on Saturday. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon.